I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greetings, Grapple fans. Welcome to episode 109 of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am Andy Wills, uh, joined by Michael Hort, my partner in crime, my audio tag team partner, Mr. Guy Drinkle. And Guy, it's Survivor Series time and there is an awful lot to talk about there's been title changes there's been injuries uh, Nia Jax broke our hearts and inadvertently created what is potentially going to be an iconic moment in somebody else's career and potentially as well created a mega match at Wrestlemania um wow what what a what a week it's been it's been an alright week of telly, hasn't it, Andy? <laughs> so, didn't top last week's, which I can't even remember one moment of. But yeah, it, just, it was alright. It was alright. Well, that's what Survivor Series is. We Last year we had the end of, thank God, the gender reign, didn't we? Um, it, they, they just seem to love changing it about for Survivor Series, just to keep people on the toes. And it, it's kind of turning into one of the most... In anticipated times of the year and in the wrestling calendar, isn't it? because Survivor Series is normally good, and as we said on the previous show, NXT is always good. So there's always this is this is starting to become one you circle on your calendar, wrestling wise. Yeah, obviously it's one of the original big four. Uh, I know years ago it, it was a big event. It was it was one that I always really looked forward to. I, I enjoyed. The traditional Survivor Series matches, you know, we're talking back in the day. I remember the um, the Undertaker making his debut as the mystery partner back in 1990, uh, not knowing who he was, uh, and just being kind of struck by how bloody big he was and the way he chucked people around. And poor Coco Beware, I don't think he was ever quite the same. <laughs> um, you know, and now say that it was one of the traditional big four, so it was a big event, and it kind of, yeah, like you know, it did lose its luster. Obviously, there was you go back to 1997. There's that iconic moment that really uh, helped shape the the future of wrestling and helped helped create the Mr. McMahon character was the Montreal Screwjob with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. 
but in in you know in recent years it had become a bit vanilla a bit meh it mm. lost its luster but you know maybe maybe this uh, this whole you know brand extension whatever they want to call it thing with raw and smackdown has really helped kind of reignite it and like you said last year it was interesting and this year it's certainly uh, you know we've complained enough about tv being so boring and non-eventful and you know sometimes we go two three weeks without anything to really talk about but uh, certainly a lot happening and a lead up to this and you know one of the the the, the immediate uh, excitement at the first match that we had announced of ronda rousey versus becky lynch i mean we remember that uh, that that was that was the match that kind of excited us wasn't it that was straight after revolution yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what we thought was going to be the true main event, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. We were so looking forward to that. But then this past Monday night on Raw, uh, we had the SmackDown invasion of Raw. Um, nice little backstage bit there. Becky with the uh, the armbar on, on, on uh, Ronda. Coming out on her own, you know, got the crowd excited again. Another Stone Cold-esque moment from her, and um, yet we had more of that to come because out come the uh, the SmackDown women's roster, you know, jumps the the Raw women's team for SmackDown, which leaves a lot to be desired. But we'll get into that. And then uh, Ronda, uh, sorry, not Ronda, uh, Becky gets gets uh, an an accidental, a botched uh, belt in the uh, in the face from. Uh, from Nia Jax and they've described it as a broken face. Um, I'm, I'm not sure we quite, which <laughs> medical not term that one is. Uh, yeah. She broke her face. <laughs> like, um, it looked like she'd broken her nose and judging by the, by the bruising or whatnot, I, I'm guessing that they have been able to do a scan to determine it properly, but I would, I, I would guess it's somewhere around about um, her eye socket or cheekbone, something like that. It's it, um, nasty and a concussion. Uh, and it's obviously the initial thing is anger, frustration, disappointment that uh, Becky is out of that match with Ronda uh, medically, obviously, but the kind of flip side is, is to that is, you know, that, that sight of Becky with blood pouring, you know, her hands coated in her own blood. I do think that's going to become an iconic moment. You know, a st- like again, another Stone Cold Steve Austin esque type moment. And it puts off that match. And now I, I think we're going to get that at WrestleMania. And I think it's the bigger stage. It'll get a bigger build. And I think inadvertently it's what it really deserves. Yeah, it's it's almost became a happy accident. I mean, we were I think we were both looking forward to this probably be the most interesting match of the week, not weekend of, of Survivor Series. Um, but yeah, I think it's now become so much bigger than it was just off that one segment. And Nia Jax was just very sloppy there and literally destroyed someone's face by accident. I'm not sure how you do that, but you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did, it did look bad. But yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there, Andy. That if this gets the stage it deserves, which hopefully is WrestleMania, uh, it, it's just going to naturally be one of the biggest. If well, it will be the biggest woman's match in in the history of the company. Um, and 
I'm not a historian of wrestling and stuff like that, but I cannot think of anything that'll top this. Because um, Ronda's obviously a natural start, and Becky's the best character in the company, as we say. And if she keeps on this hot streak for another four months, five months, however long it is, um, yeah, it's it's just going to be fantastic. Um, and hopefully, hopefully they, hopefully the bookers don't screw up because the story's there. And hopefully they just don't don't end up doing Charlotte versus um, Ronda again at WrestleMania because I think that's what everyone expected, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's what I, I would guess that that was the original plan. Is they were doing this match now? I think they kind of stumbled across Becky being so hot, and then this match being hot, and now they're they kind of they're accidentally stumbling across a potential mega match for WrestleMania just through circumstance. And sometimes that's just the way things go in the business. You know, circumstance fall into place just nicely at the right time for the right people, and they get really hot. I think the important thing is, is like you said, you know, the bookers don't spoil it. And I hope they don't look at uh, Charlotte, uh, sorry, Becky's reactions from the crowd thing. Oh, the crowd is so behind us. She's a baby face. Okay. She just basically has to fall back into the character that she was before. She's going to be a baby face. Because I think that would really be the wrong move. And it would sort of remove so much of the heat from, from Becky, why she's so hot. And just subtle, tiny changes is all it needs. And the same for me, for Charlotte, subtle, tiny changes for both their characters, one to turn heel, one to become babyface. And and you, you've got, you know, you've got interesting characters there. And that's, again, it's not just for now, for the future for Charlotte. Because Charlotte's stepping into this match. And that, that was the one thing that concerned me on SmackDown, Guy, was the, I know we spoke pre pre-pod you you mentioned you didn't mind the handshake between um between becky and charlotte obviously becky selecting charlotte i'm fine with that but in terms of the character and, and what's been going on becky for me becky shaking her hand even that I, i'm i'm like i don't think that's a good idea but the hug you know breaking character whatever don't care for me that's it, it's a worrying move that are we now going to get you know becky kind of taking those steps back to a previous character which is for me would be a really bad move yeah i hope it was just uh breaking kayfabe if that's the right i think that was the right way of saying it if it's just breaking kayfabe for that just that moment um but yeah if if you go back to being the last kicker or whatever it'll just kind of be very disappointing for everyone i imagine it'd be disappointing for becky as well um but yeah i thought the handshake was fine because well, just human beings, but the hug, it's like, you've just destroyed each other for about three months. <laughs> why, the f- why, why would you hug her? Just give her a handshake and just say, do it, and then off you pop. It just, uh, it, it, it just was a bit weird, but uh, I, I think we'll have to wait on that one, Andy, because if we have to survive a series or when Becky's back, uh, cleared after I imagine the concussion's more of the issue than the broken thing because obviously the wellness policy thing it's a big deal um, we, we'll just have to wait and see with that one but yeah no I don't think anyone wants to see pure baby face Becky Lynch for, for a while no for, for me all it needed was <clears throat> just a nod selecting her just a nod maybe a bit of a scowl and that's it and leave the ring <clears throat> she'd, you know she'd made a pick and that would be enough for me but that's my that's my personal opinion anyway. So 
onto the match itself, then Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Like we say, you know, I think a lot of people's feelings was that this is what they would they saw as being the bigger match, the one long term that they get to probably at WrestleMania, and you know that they probably still saw Charlotte as the bigger star than Becky, even though right now that's not the case. Um, what about this match then? Because it's again, it's not really had the chance to get the build that it probably deserves. Yeah, this this is the type of match that you can build a, a pure feud out of. Obviously, uh, Charlotte being part of one of the wrestling greatest wrestling uh, families ever. Um, she just yeah, you can you can book it so many ways. Obviously. It, it, Charlotte's probably worked better as a heel in this one, but obviously this one's just very last minute, so I'll just go go in as naturals. Um, but yeah, I think I think it may it may work out well that there's not really a story. You can just kind of focus on the in ring stuff. We've seen that in the past. I think it was last year when half of the roster was ill, and we kind of saw Finn Balor versus AJ, if I remember correctly. Um, I think it can kind of have a similar feeling of that, whereas you just you just enjoy the moment and then see what happen happens later on, because obviously their their paths will cross later on. We all know that. We just we just kind of hope it's not at WrestleMania because Becky Lynch deserves that stage going off this. But yeah, I think I think it'll be a very good match regardless. Um, I just hope they don't rush in some shitty story from the pre-show or something like that because that that would probably be a panicky situation I'd want to do but I think it's just an easy thing to do you've got the most decorated woman's wrestler in recent history if not history because obviously she's won a lot of titles and stuff like that versus the what they call her the baddest bitch on the planet or whatever it was uh, I think it's just an easy it's an easy one to book and then you can just go straight into the match yeah and in terms of a winner here um I think it's too soon to uh, to have Ronda lose, uh, and I think it makes sense if you're going to have Charlotte go over Ronda at some point. It'd have to be further down the line. Yeah, I fully agree. I think um, I think Ronda will win. I, I I don't think it'll be a squash match like every other one of her matches. Uh, I think it'll be at least competitive for probably ten plus minutes uh, without all the nonsense of. Bellas and other people on the yeah. outside. Um, so hopefully it's just ten minutes of, of good fun. Yeah, so yeah, Becky can count the lucky stars that the Bellas weren't involved in that brawl. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> moving on swiftly. Um, we mentioned title changes, and yeah, SmackDown was rather eventful because um, these go home shows are normally a bit dull. Let's be honest; they're nothing more than video previews and blah blah blah. Nobody wanted to do much. But the go home for SmackDown, <laughs> Daniel Bryan defeating AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. And not only that, but um, if you weren't convinced he turned heel by the blow blow that led to him winning the match, then him uh, inflicting a bit of a beatdown afterwards pretty much um, pretty much cemented things. Um, quite a turnaround. So we've now got Brock and Daniel Bryan at uh, Survivor Series. Um, I wouldn't class this as a dream match, but I'm sure it's one that people would really enjoy seeing. I mean, probably more so if Daniel Bryan was in his prime, um, or at peak fitness, if that's the right way of saying it, rather than prime. But yeah, it's definitely been an interesting couple days of television. I mean, that's obviously the key one. Uh, I, I wasn't, I was never really expecting to see heel Daniel Bryan again, if I'm honest. I think he was obviously 
too popular to turn heel. Um, but God damn it, they did it. <laughs> um, obviously, this will lead to an AJ feud long term, which is it's probably going to be excellent. But his match with Brock, there's probably two ways of looking at it. You can either be very fearful of Daniel Bryan getting buggered again, because Brock doesn't look after his opponents, does he? <laughs> as as pointed out uh, in uh, yeah, segment this, on Raw. <laughs> yeah, this, the Singh brothers um, yeah, weren't particularly cared for, shall we say, by I, I imagine uh, by they've Brock. got compensation from that one. <laughs> uh, one, of them's, yeah, one of them's looking not to have a broken neck. Yeah, that's probably the best way of putting it. I imagine one of them... It's probably in the trader's room and probably won't be on TV for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be very good. I mean, I think we've kind of worked out that Brock definitely works better with smaller people. And Daniel Bryan, this is pro- this will be his biggest match since he's came back. Obviously, he had a couple of title matches with AJ, but they've both been on SmackDown. Whereas I think this... It, it, I think it's just perfect because obviously he's the underdog. And Brock is the scariest bloke and, and probably one of the scariest blokes on the planet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think for me, it's just a dynamic. It, it makes it a little bit weird because I think that there was a natural thing there at some point to do Brock and Daniel Bryan. But with Daniel Bryan as the babyface, you've got the natural David versus Goliath story because obviously Lesnar is, is pres- uh, propositioned as a heel. The fans have kind of lost their... Um, luster with him, so to speak. They're they're not too keen on him nowadays because obviously, patience yeah, is the word. <laughs> yeah, pa- yeah, patience has run thin with him and his the appearances he makes and and bloody bloody blah, blah on that one. But yeah, so Daniel Bryan has suddenly become a heel. Um, he'll not. He, I think he will inevitably get cheered in this because it's always a you can that dynamic. You can have baby face versus baby face. I think you can work around that heel versus heel. I think is a bit of a strange one for the crowd. And I do think they will just get behind Daniel Bryan, even though he's supposed to be a heel. So I think in terms of dynamic, it's it's just a slightly odd one. And I don't know, it's uh, it's uh, just difficult to um, to <laughs> to how how would they work around it? How mm. do they get him into the match? Put the title on him? You know, was the option maybe to turn him heel in a couple of weeks or something like that? But I just. I, I'm guessing none of that kind of long-term planning or even this match planning was ever sort of put into it is because just because the way they've done it and in thinking that just for me, that psychology of a heel versus heel, the way it's probably the way it's been set. I think it's just going to be a little bit odd and it might take a little bit away from the match. Yeah. Maybe they planned it to happen at Saudi Arabia. That might, that might have been the planning. Um, Obviously, that match was cancelled, and then they had to put together a jaw match. Uh, so maybe that was the plan. But uh, yeah, it, it's weird. I, I can't really recall a heel versus heel match or, or feud. Uh, well, it's not really a feud. It is just a match, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think for a one-off, it'll be fine because obviously they're not going to have promos or anything like that. And I, I agree with what you said. That I think Brian's obviously going to get the the face the facier reaction out of the two because Brock. I think people like it when he's there, but it, 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 people soon realise he won't be back for ages. Uh, and I think that that's kind of where we're at with Brock. Um, so we probably won't see him again till Royal Rumble, will we, uh, after this? But yeah, it's. Um, I think it's pretty clear that Brock will win. Because, <laughs> um, well, why wouldn't he? 
but yeah, I think Brock will win, and I think I think it, again it'll be a good match. I don't think it'll be as good as AJ's because I don't think Brian's came back any, not anywhere. Near, I don't think he's came back to the same level he was, and I doubt that was ever going to happen. Um, not everyone's Daniel Sturridge, where they go from bugger to brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. I think it, it it's one that you probably could have seen at WrestleMania. At one year, if if Brian didn't get injured, I think that's probably the best way you could have seen it. So this, I think it'll be quite interesting. I think it'll probably be like five to ten minutes, and then Brian will get in a bit of offense. But the way they've booked Brock, obviously after the Braun Strowman stuff, it, I just don't see how you can give Brian much offense. Mm, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's an interesting one. Like you say, I just in isolation, it's an interesting match to. You know, to think about these two going together, I think just the circumstances and the way that the two character two characters are uh, portrayed at the moment just makes it um, a little bit more difficult of a story to tell. I think. But anyway, uh, moving on, uh, Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali for the cruiserweight championship. Obviously, we I'm not uh, a watcher of two or five these days. I, I gave up on that long ago. I don't think you are either, are you, guy? No, just no. There's just too much telly, isn't there? Yeah, they're, they're it. That's it. Yeah, it's hard enough to get through three hours of RAW. Um, but this in itself, I mean, obviously we were really impressed with uh, Buddy Murphy in that whole uh, supersonic uh, showdown or whatever the hell they called it. Um, very impressive there. Great crowd reaction. Won the title. Obviously, really good. Mustafa Ali, we've seen before. You know, really good high flyer. Um, I. Probably don't expect these to get anything more than 10 minutes, but likely to be exciting whatever uh, time they have. Yeah, that's what the cruiserweight is on, on the main roster, isn't it? It's it's just always um, it's just always fun. Uh, it's always a very good match, and it's always on the pre-show. <laughs> um, so the fact that it's on the pre-show, it'll probably get 15-odd minutes and be a good match. Um, it's it's going to be forgotten about because it always is because pre-show and all that jazz but yeah i'll probably i'll probably watch it on the pre-show and i'll probably enjoy it um i couldn't it's hard because obviously i watched the weekly television but i imagine buddy murphy will win because well alexander had a, a massive title reign um and they haven't really swapped it about and it'd be kind of weird for buddy murphy to give up uh, a title so quickly but i think we've i think even though we've only seen him partially when, well, when the cruiserweight division was on Raw and it was awful, but um, I think everyone was caught, everyone noticed and took note of Mustafa Ali. So I imagine his title reign will come sooner rather than later. But I imagine Buddy Murphy would win this. Yeah, I'd have thought the same. Um, in other title versus title matches, then we've got Seth Rollins against Shinsuke Nakamura, as in Intercontinental Title against US title. Uh, Shinsuke not being on TV a lot lately. Um, Seth Rollins obviously embroiled in this whole uh, Dean Ambrose storyline. So I'm I'm looking forward to this again. This is another one of those in isolation, never been seen before as a match itself. Um, I love to see this. I, I just want to see these two being given the opportunity to go out and work and have a lot of fun for, you know, probably good 15 minutes. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get some kind of involvement from Ambrose and that's how we get uh, how we how we get a winner determined from this one. 
Yeah, I think that's a natural expectation is that Ambrose will get involved um, somehow. And it, I think this match just highlights how forgotten the mid-card titles have been in recent times. Obviously, Seth has been doing all the Shield stuff, um, so it hasn't really been defended in a while. Um, and Nakamura's just... His US title reign has just been pointless. It, it, I, I can't. He beat Jeff Hardy, which was quite. It was quite good, albeit confused because it was all that like Randy Orton stuff at the same time. And then he's had nothing. He, yeah, he's, I, he's I had absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think that's just the way that they've been setting up the matches for for SmackDown. There's been so much unimaginative, you know, matches again, kind of mid card type matches with no storylines or no mm-hmm. real storylines, no real interests, nothing of any sort of note or any point to them. So, yeah, it's it's a waste of a title and a waste of, you know, someone who's holding the title. There's a real opportunity there for, for a babyface to go chasing after them, but uh, they've not made use of him at all. No. Like you say, the Intercontinental title not being defended in a while, just purely because of other storylines going on. Um, I... Hopefully this is a springboard for both titles to uh, to get back on TV every week and and really become the workhorse of of that TV show again. Yeah, thing is, th- this match should easily be match of the night. Easily, there's yeah. nothing else on the card there. Over the, you could probably look at the cruiserweight match and go, that could probably top it, but you won't get the stage to top it. And th- this should this should walk it. This should just piss it. It, it should easily get match of the night, but when Shinsuke has been in been in the main events, they've kind of well, I don't we don't know if it's him naturally um, regressing, uh, if that's the right way of putting it, uh, or if if it's just booking, because obviously the AJ matches there was high expectation, they kind of progressively got better, but this is just a one off. This should steal the show. This this could potent this should potentially steal the weekend. Never mind the, the Survivor Series, but it's not. I think we both expect it not to, because Seth Rollins has been the best thing in the main on the main roster for this year. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, um, absolutely. And Shin, I think we all enjoyed the AJ Styles feud after WrestleMania. I think we all disappointed by WrestleMania, but after that, it was quite interesting. Um. And his heel turn was originally very good, and it's just been pointless since then. So hopefully, as you said, this is this is a platform to springboard both titles because Seth, Seth and Dean need to continue their feud over this title, or, or unless Seth drops the title somewhere, gets uh, costs, uh, Ambrose costs him the title against someone, and then you can have another title holder in two separate stories on Raw or something like that. And Shinsuke, he, he needs to be feuding with... I'm not even sure what the SmackDown roster is anymore. <laughs> I could well, uh, as a heel, he could easily be... be uh, I mean, he's had that the short one with Jeff Hardy. He could easily be feuding with Rey Mysterio right now. That yeah, that would we, be... We know, we know who he's going to be feuding with. Well, yeah. But again, you say that, you know, these are easy, easy moves to make. Uh, and you look around the roster, and there are other things that they could do, but Again, it's uninspired booking and uninspired television at times. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but mm. fair enough. The the rest of the match is, is downhill from here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you could you could easily see like 
one of the new day feuding with with Nakamura. I mean, you could put a title on Big E, see how he goes with it. It just to just to judge that up a bit. I mean, Rusev's yeah, dead you could in the even now. It, it's yeah, that uh, there's another one. Yeah, you could have used Rusev. You could have used like you say, you could have used one of the new day in there. You could use one of Sanity because. Mm. Uh, they've not really they've not well they've not been useful stop but they, they've not been kind of clearly defined whether we're, we're supposed to see them as baby faces or heels there are so many different options and it is a shame and, and let's let's hope we do see them utilize better but like you say this this has the potential to certainly be match of the night um but i'm, I'm in agreement with you in that you're not entirely confident on what they'll do because just the way that they um the way that they book things sometimes so it's let, let's hope that let's hope it is it's given the time and they can do their stuff and we have 15 minutes of, of memorable pro wrestling in this game in this one anyway yeah um what what about the tag title one then the you know aop versus the bar again another one that not seen them before and two tag teams that I do like to watch. So, and I find interesting. It's, it's one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I think this one's probably the safest bet for match of the night, but there's just something that I fear that they'll do a squash match. (laughs) And that'd piss me off. (laughs) Um, But I think if we avoid that, I think this could potentially be match of the night. Obviously we've seen AOP, in NXT, more so have have match of the year contenders with with uh, DIY, and there was obviously that triple threat with the revival. And, yeah, and the revival, you know that that team, that squash team on uh, Raw. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That that shit one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the bar when they first came, or when they first came about, probably for the first, but the NXT, uh, the Hardy feud, the New Day feud. And there was probably a few more after that. They were brilliant, and obviously they've gone to SmackDown. It's been horrendous. Um, and now they're with Big Show for some goddamn reason. Yeah, um, well, I was going to say, this, I'm not sure it'd be a sorry. I just I'm not sure it'd be a squash match in there because yeah, the, the bar. I know the AOP have been going through people, but the the bar have got obviously got Big Show by their side. So I I don't see a squash match that way, and I don't see AOP getting squashed even though they've got Mini Me with them. So <laughs> I, I think it'd be more of a just a good sort of physical back and forth. I hope so, but I, Vince loves a big tag team, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that's the I, only I, thing. What What about a winner then? Because I, I, my suspicion is that we will see AOP win, just because I think they probably need it on this stage a bit more. Yeah, I, I've I've circled AOP as the winner here. It's um, I think they still need legitimising, whereas the bar. Unfortunately, they probably need a win still, because they, they, as as we said, they've been booked pretty poorly um, as well. But AOP need it need it more in my opinion, and, and the bar can recover. Uh, well, maybe not if we talk about the tag team match after this. We don't know where they can go after after this because well, the roster let, horrendous. Yeah, let's let's go to it because this is. I mean, according to the official card, this is the only one that officially is going to be on the pre-show. So not sure whether or not that uh, Cruiserweight Championship match will be on the pre-show or not. Um, It could be either way. But there are so many people involved in this um, tag team Raw versus tag team 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, Smackdown match. The, the sheer massive humanity means it'll probably take up half the pre-show to get them all out there and then go through the eliminations. Uh, so um, it is, <clears throat> let's be honest, it's a bit of a shit show. We've yeah. got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, which, is, again, a terrible use of Bobby Roode, but hey-ho. We've got the Revival, who have been booked into oblivion, awfully mm-hmm. booked. We've mm-hmm. got the B team, who I just don't really want to see, a joke team. We've mm-hmm. got this Lucha House Party, who can't even do the Lucha in uh, incognito. There's three <laughs> of them, and they can't point with their left arm at the same time whilst they're doing Lucha Lucha. Oh, um, Lucha House Party, which obviously we look, we're going to get some spectacular moves from them, but you know they're going to get flattened by somebody. And the Ascension, who have been uh, basically a joke team for for quite some time, versus Team SmackDown, who have the Usos, who obviously are a fantastic Brilliant. tag team. The New Day, who we know are Brilliant. a fantastic tag team. Sanity, who um, should be, you know, SmackDown TV viewers might not know who they are yet because <laughs> they've only seen them twice. In something like six months. And that was one to introduce Nikki Cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got the Good Brothers, um, who are also the Absent Brothers, because we don't yep. see them on TV anymore. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yep. And then we've got two guys who um, you probably actually forgot worked for the WWE. The Colons. Sorry, the Colones. <laughs> the Not the Colons. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> um... So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think we're going to see a lot of um, quick successive eliminations here. Yeah, I'm going to guess. I'm going to hope that sanity just destroy everyone because of. Well, I hope. Um, oh God, I forgot his name again. What's the big bastard called? Killian Dane. Yeah. Boom. Brain working today. Oh yeah, Killian Dane kind of just does all three members of the Lucha House Party together by yeah, himself. Yeah, like, just, just like one big-ass <laughs> fucking Triple <move>. bomb. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> triple power bomb. Lucha! <laughs> yeah, I think that would be yeah. brilliant. That I think this, I think obviously, I, I didn't know it was going to be on the pre-show. I, but looking at that, it should be on the pre-show. But I just, yeah, I don't see how Raw can win this. No, God, literally, no, you've got the Us- you've got the Usos and New Day who carried the whole company. Never, no, the whole um, SmackDown mm. pay-per-views for about a year or a few months at least. Uh, New Day have just lost the tag team titles. Probably one of the most popular things on on in the company. Um, the Good Brothers, we like them, but they get booked shitly. Sanity have uh, Eric Young, who's obviously brilliant, and uh, hopefully Killian Dane, who could be a star, and even Alexander Wolf's brilliant as well. They should be. This should be a platform for them. I hope Sanity are kind of like the sole survivors. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I think these, they're the ones you look at and go, they can benefit from this. The Usos, they can't really do out else. They've been brilliant. New Day, can't re- you can't really get better than them. Good Brothers, you could, but I think you can fix them. Otherwise, Sanity have just been that anonymous. They, they need somewhat of a big stage to, to propel mm. themselves. So, it, it, say, if, say if it ends up Sanity... Oh, good God. I'm just looking at that Raw team. <laughs> Um, yeah. so it'd probably be Bobby Roode and Chad just, Gable. I, yeah, I just the revival. Two... It probably will be. Yeah, just just clear yeah. out. Just leave the revival. Clear out everyone else. And 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 it, I expect in the somewhere in there, if we do have Killian Dane with the Lucha House Party, we we get the line Lucha House Party over. Yeah, hope so. I think yes. there's two. I think there's two ways to look at it. You can either build up Sanity or you can either build up Chad Gable. I think that's the only way you can do, because the Revival, they need a big fix. They need to be off telly for a while. Lucha House Party, nobody cares at the minute. B-Team, good God. Ascension, good God. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Chad Gable's the one who can become a star out of that. Obviously, Bobby Roode could be, but they they need to turn him heel sooner rather than later. Um... Or they can propel Sanity into a title contender on 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 SmackDown. So I think you'll pro- I hope you'll see Sanity in the last one, or you'll see Chad Gable be the sole survivor. Yeah, I, I I've got to I've got to say though I, I do at this point I worry that the Bobby Roode ship, just like the uh, revival ship, has actually sailed. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> All the potential that we see and we know that they could use, they're not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. Especially, so. I think, especially on Raw, if he he'd be lost at the minute if he did turn. I think if he was still on SmackDown, you could turn him and it'd work. But on Raw, there's just so many other people. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a poor move. So on to the uh, the other traditional Survivor Series matches, and and of course, um, you know, fifteen versus fifteen wasn't exactly traditional Survivor Series, but um, <laughs> on to uh, more traditional Survivor Series, uh, five versus five. Uh, on the women's side, we'll we'll start with this one because I've got a little thing with this as well. Uh, we've got Team Raw, which is Mickey James, okay, Natalia. Yep. Hmm, okay. Bad, getting Ruby worse. Ruby Riot, okay. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, Nia Jax, hmm, okay. And Tamina. <laughs> Tamina. Yeah, like, like, and the thing that gets me with this, not only, that, you know, that that we had all this build-up for, for Bailey and Sasha Banks to have a match 
it was built and built and then we didn't get it. So they put it off. And the, the when we do finally get Bailey versus Sasha Banks, it's in a pointless throwaway, stupid match that actually ended up meaning nothing at all. And it it's frustration, but not only that, not only that in this, but Ember Moon, here is another, here is another, uh, you know, sort of head, potential headliner for them. And, and I see, I see parallels between what they did with Ember Moon on Raw and what they did with uh, Finn Balor going back months and months. Finn Balor was used as a way to reignite Kane, to build Kane ready for a match that he was going to have. Do you remember that with Brock Lesnar? And Finn Balor, of all the people that they could use to make Kane look strong, they threw Finn Balor under the Kane bus. So they want to make Tamina look strong. Now, this is Tamina that barely walks these days. Um, And I'm sorry, but it's not interesting at all, and nobody cares about. And the person that they use to throw under her to make her look strong is Ember Moon. You know, someone who's barely took a defeat, who's looked strong, and then they throw under. And it's uh, they could, talk, you know, go back about the circumstances, this and that, or whatever. They, these are ones that hurt them. And I think it's, it took Finn Balor a long time to uh, to get get over that storyline wise. And and I think we could be looking at something similar with Ember Moon. Uh, just the poor booking in the way that this team, this Raw women's team, has been put together. I really don't like it. Yeah, you, well, you've named three of the, you've named the three best workers on Raw. There, you've named Ember Moon, who obviously had a good feud with Asuka. Um, and we've not really seen that since she got moved up to the uh, main card. We obviously still see glimpses of it that she's still mint, um, but she's not had a feud or anything interesting to do. And you've named Bailey <clears throat> and um, Sasha, who are the two best on Raw. I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of just pure working, they're, they're probably the two best. Um, Sasha, probably better character-wise, because Bailey bit one-dimensional, but maybe we'll see that change in the future. I think we probably labelled Becky Lynch the same. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, you've pretty much Alicia Fox away from naming the worst people on Raw. I mean, if you took Mickey James out <laughs> and put Alicia yeah. Fox in, you'd probably have... Oh, Ruby, let's say Ruby Wright. I mean, Mickey James is good as well, but let's say Ruby Wright. If we take Ruby, Ruby Wright out and put Alicia Fox in, that'd probably be the worst group of people on Raw to put in. Yeah, it, I mean, I could look, I can I can understand Nia Jax being in there. Obviously, she's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever people's feelings are towards, because of, obviously because of the whole Becky thing, she is unique. She is somebody that it makes sense to be involved in that match. And obviously, you can always build stories around her. With, with her, with as you said, uh, Ruby Riot, who's such a good worker with Sasha Bailey and with uh, Ember Moon. What you've got there is probably, you know, the raw women's elite other than obviously the champion and Alexa bliss, who is, who is out with, we understand to be concussion issues. So yeah, it it just, I I know obviously storyline wise, it's not always proposition quite, you know, quite in that way, but it just as a pure attraction, it's it really for me takes something away when yeah three of your best workers or probably your three best workers are not involved in it at all and you know looking at the SmackDown side of it as well because that just kind of compounds it for me you know Carmella Naomi Sonya Deville 
Asuka and uh, yet to be announced. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you you suspect that potentially it might even be Nikki Cross? Yeah, I, I hope it's Nikki Cross. I mean, I think that would be the natural way to do it. Obviously, she fought Becky in Manchester, was it? Yeah, Manchester. Um, and I, I don't see who else you could put in from SmackDown. Obviously, you just listed... Mandy the... Rose. Oh, God, Lana. Um, <laughs> you... Lana's, isn't Lana on here? Actually... Oh, God, that's a good point, yeah. It could also be Lana. <laughs> yeah, you named the two worst in the, in the, the division. Um, yeah, the fact that they've not just named one of the shit ones, it has to be something different. It can't just You can't just say it's Mandy Rose or, or Lana. I mean, it, it, it's a crowd pleaser for obvious reasons. Um, but if, if Nikki Cross is going to be on SmackDown and, and looks like she is getting called up, which we hope, just put her in. It'll be interesting, because, let's be honest, that SmackDown team is god-awful. I mean, yeah, Asuka, other than Asuka. Asuka's the... the only interesting one, and she's probably the worst booked out of this whole match. Um, yeah. yeah, so it, it, just to give some legitimacy to that team, obviously Carmel is a former champion, but boring. Uh, Naomi always been boring. Sonny Deville, potential, but not really had any platform or anything like that, so that, this might be interesting for her. But yeah, I think you need a Nikki Cross just as something intriguing, whereas if you put in Mandy Rose, it's like, yeah, you're probably going to get knocked out in the first 30 seconds. Same same with Lana, she'll probably just rush like Nia Jax and get steamrolled or something like that, so it just can't be pointless. But yeah, if, it, if it's not Nikki Cross, I imagine this will big the pure piss break mm. uh, in terms of winner then i've got uh, i wonder whether or not we might see something in here it might even be another kind of a curveball whether we get maybe something like sasha and bailey um either moving across to uh, smackdown or coming in to cost raw the match something like that I, I do wonder if we get something just to make it interesting and at least give some kind of a point to that that match that they that throwaway match that they had. Yeah, I, I had I had Team SmackDown circled before um, the Charlotte new Charlotte getting moved into the uh, title match or whatever we call it now. Um, but I, I'd still I'd still go with that um, because yeah, I think there's, on the Raw side there's so many stories on the outside of it that obviously Alexa will be on the outside as well. So I think there's I think there's at least three people there that can probably interjecting the match somehow with with the three that we mentioned of being wasted so hopefully yeah the story can continue there and if Nye is one of the later survivors you can have Ember or uh, Sasha and Bailey um, interfere somehow and I think it'll work so yeah I, I'd go with Smackdown as well so hopefully if if it is Nikki Cross hopefully the book her strong if not please to god be Asuka because she's the only one ready to platform onto another thing Whereas the others you just don't really care about, other than maybe Sonya Deville, but I think she's still very green. Yeah, and you just know at some point we're going to have an Ask and Naomi and Carmella dance break. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And which which falls beautifully in with your whole, what you said, you know, about some of the booking being just atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. 
Unless Oscar turns heel on this and just spin kicks someone in the face, that would be grand. Oh, yeah, that, that would be fun. That That'd certainly would grand. make it interesting. Just spin kick Naomi. Both of them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just get eliminated and spin kick Naomi. Yeah, that would do me. I'm, I'm definitely up for, for some of that, yeah, because, you know, they, they do some really good stuff, but by God, they do some terrible stuff. They really do waste some of the talent they've got. So, yeah, potentially this could be God awful, but also. It could be made interesting. So, yeah, let, let's see what happens. And final one is on the, the men's side, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. We've got Team Raw, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley. I'm not going to do the whole Leo Rush thing this week, don't worry. Good. Versus Team SmackDown, which was just basically, ran, if you'd have put Randy Orton instead of... Um, Samoa Joe, this could have been Team SmackDown 2010 because it's <laughs> The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and of course, uh, Samoa Joe. So I just, uh, I know Samoa Joe's in there and, and love to watch Joe. I've got, I've got to say, Guy, as much as you look at those two teams and it looks stacked in favor of Raw, I think this is. This is pure storyline, and there's the two, the whole SmackDown storyline and the Raw storyline mean that um, I think we're going to get SmackDown winning this one against Raw. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I had, well, I I did all these predictions in our WhatsApp group before, obviously, this week's television and everything was screwed about. So I had I had Team SmackDown because I expected they'd want to book Daniel Bryan and etc. Strong, but. Yeah, I think, again, there's so much infighting and outside storylines um, on Raw that there'll be too much infighting and it'll end up costing them. So I've, I've, I'd predict that SmackDown will win the Survivor Series, or however you pronounce it, or however you put that together. Um, yeah, it's just it's just hard to see who you book strongly now, because, well, there's not really anyone to put over on Team SmackDown. That need, some more Joe needs some. Um, he 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 needs he needs some good booking because he lost pretty much every feud possible. Um, the Miz could probably benefit from it if the if they if they want to propel him onto the main event, but that that just doesn't seem a point now because obviously they've got the feud with Brian and AJ. Um, Mm. Yeah, I, I think. And, and yeah, you go, you go. Uh, uh, so I was going to say, yeah, the, I mean the 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 whole infighting thing is the obvious um, kind of thing to see, isn't it? With you know Strowman and McIntyre, and then you got Balor and Lashley, and, and that that would be the the obvious way of you know SmackDown coming out on top, and then this kind of gradual thing of Shane turning heel and god i just don't I, I don't want to see shane wrestle i really don't want to see him in the ring that's a spot that he's taking up that needs to be someone on on you know the uh, on the card some of the actual wrestlers taking up that spot but this, this team just should thinking, have cn almasa and <laughs> well and that that's the thing yeah you've got people who are exciting to watch and interesting to watch you know Rey mysterio good as he's been you know the guy's in his forties now, and he's and he's not in good shape. Jeff Hardy's in his forties; he's not in good shape. You know, we we nearly had Randy Orton in there, who's coming towards the end of his career, and is not as in not that interesting. I know he's got a more interesting turn lately. You know, and Shane McMahon, it just 
it's it's unimaginative. But as you know, as we're talking about it, I I wonder if I wonder if they will go with Raw winning this one, and then we get the fighting after it. Um, I, I don't know. It's it just it depends on what, how strongly the one. Something. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the one of book Braun. I think Braun's the key one because well maybe Drew because obviously he's had the I wouldn't call it a passing the torch moment with Kurt Angle, but kind of that in a negative sense, if you get what I mean. Um, probably pissing on the torch, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see Drew be the sole survivor of Finn. Um, but Bobby Lashley should just be fodder in this match because he's horrendous. Dolph Ziggler, you could probably see him getting pinned by Shane stupidly again then Drew will just kick Shane's head off and pin him or something like that um, whereas on Raw on, on Smackdown as I said earlier there's not really anyone you could see benefit it from, benefit from it getting legitimised other than Joe but I think that ship sailed now um, yeah, so yeah on, on, on Raw yeah, on Raw you could probably you could have Finn um, be propelled you could probably have Lashley be propelled but we none of us want it um and you could have Drew go on to an extra level and and Braun would be the very boring very safe choice if he ends up fucking winning 1v5 or something really stupid like that which would piss yeah. me off but yeah I hope it's either Drew or Finn as the sole survivor or you just kind of see Smackdown win and Samoa Joe Say if Samoa Joe's in the last two with one of the faces if the face gets pinned then Samoa Joe just comes and chokes someone out I think that'd be good but I I have SmackDown circled, but I think that was more with Daniel Bryan in there, because I think he could have done yeah. being the source of I tell you, I, what I have been thinking as well, though, is if we look at the, the tag team one, because they say it's going to be Raw versus do, SmackDown, do whatever. <laughs> yeah, we, we think about the, the tag team one. We think SmackDown are going to win that. We think about the women's one. We think SmackDown's going to win that. And you think about in sheer numbers, you know that with this, you know, the seven... Sorry, there's yeah, there's seven matches that are build as Raw versus SmackDown. You know it's got to be four versus three, the final score. Yeah. So if we are just looking at it, um, if we say Ronda, we we said Ronda probably Brock and AOP. That's three wins for Raw. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just whether or not you know if we say Shinsuke wins, there's a win, and and it's just that whole thing. Then does it come down to that purely because the yeah, you know, I- do we? Do we really think, you know, SmackDown's going to win that many? Well, looking at my actual predictions, I do have it 4-3 to SmackDown. Um, Going off that, I have the men winning, uh, I have the women winning, I have the tag teams winning, and I have Shin winning. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, and then AOP, Brock, and Ronda winning. Mm. Um, It's it's plausible. It's certainly plausible, isn't it, with the whole Shane thing and whatnot. So, hmm. It's certainly interesting. I think this is... I, I can't remember. Like, last year's was kind of weird because obviously you had the Triple H, Kurt Angle, Shane, shit um, in the main one. Uh, yes. Because that's what we need, isn't it, guys? <laughs> who are in their 40s and 50s grabbing yeah. the uh, the limelight. Yeah. Remember when... I think it was Bobby Roode in the ring with uh, with Triple H and everyone was like, this is going to be mint. And it was for about 30 seconds and then he pinned him and was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think this one's more intriguing because I think everything other than Brock could probably go either way. 
Because um, I think they'll obviously protect Brock. No, Ronda as well. I think they'll protect Ronda. They'll probably protect Ronda more than Brock. Um, so I think out of them two, ma- outside of them two matches, the other ones can go either way. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they broke the four-three mold. But that, yeah, I think every every Iron Man match has had a pin at the last second, and every. Survivor Series has probably ended 4 free, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you you absolutely know it's going to go down to that. So, yeah, yeah, and this this match might be well be the one that goes on last then because yeah, yeah. if we if we go and by our scores and that's the way it comes out, then yeah, this one goes on last and that's the deciding match, which kind of makes sense as well. Obviously, we got Shane involved and hey, we have to have a McMahon involved in the final match and all the rest of it in this. So. Well, at least Stephanie's not in the women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank God, look, he's the hey, to be announced, to be announced. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> what are you kidding? The, the Raw Commissioner is now on Team SmackDown. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, I don't know. So, I mean, th- this is the thing, though. We last week we looked at um, at the NXT War Games, and obviously expectations are very high, and and based on NXT Takeover events, we we are pretty confident it's going to deliver. You look at this card and some of the matches, I'd say more of the, you know, the straight tag team match and, you know, the few singles matches on there have the potential to be entertaining and good to watch. But as much as Survivor Series is about traditional tag team Survivor Series matches, you look at them on paper and you just think, oh my God, they're probably going to be shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I think. I think we all like. I think, as we said uh, at the start of the show, that Survivor Series is now kind of one you look. That's just going to be a fun night. Whereas on this one, you think. I think most of it will be fun, but you look at when we've delved a bit deeper into the tag team matches, especially. It's uh, yeah, it's not looking or the the big tag team matches. I should say, not the actual AOP versus Bar. That'll be good. Um. Yeah, it's not looking good. That women's one is bad. It's just simply bad. The the actual tag team tag team one is is bad. Um, and the men the men's one looks just really old people. It just it just looks like young versus old, doesn't it? That that might yeah. be the bucket. But I I I think something you said there I think is is probably going to be the key to this is fun because you know you look at NXT Takeover. It's more of for your I suppose inverted brackets your wrestling purists you know your hardcore wrestling fans that is you know is going to be the best wrestling show this one i think rather than trying to compete in the wrestling terms despite the the amount of talent they have on their roster the way storylines and some of the booking goes and and the way obviously with the traditional matches i think this is that's got to be the way that they make this survivor series really really work and go you know, for you to go home with a memorable event to talk about is essentially it's got to be fun and interesting. We've got to have we've got to have some big talking points coming out of these traditional matches. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what Survivor Series does. It ha- it provides a a memorable moment for people. Obviously, we remember the AJ versus Brock one. In terms of the big um, Raw v SmackDown matches or or that type of matches. Um, I think we all remember when Sting debuted, don't we? So I think there's always there's always this platform at Survivor Series that it that it is still part of the big four and um 
Oh, I can't remember. Was it the Shield versus the Bar last year, if I remember correctly? Or might have been the Shield versus the Usos or something like that. There's always good matches on these cards, and I think that I think that's why people um, like Survivor Series. That booking kind of got, or storylines kind of got the win. I know we've kind of talked about it on the on the uh, Raw v SmackDown one that raw storylines might get involved and stuff like that but storylines do kind of go out the window obviously we've got brian versus aj in the background that's not going to matter in this match with brock um and and stuff like that so i think you can just go okay screw this if it doesn't make sense it doesn't matter it's just going to be for this one night and then you can forget it two days later on on smackdown or one day later on raw and i think that's what gets uh, survivor series good it's just kind of not canon not in a shit way like these Saudi sh- Saudi shows were, but in in a way that you can highlight the best of what you've got, and I think that's what they've done, um, or are trying to do in in some of these matches. Some of them just highlight how shit the roster is in some regards, but I, d- I don't think you could fix that for one night. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, I think it, I think it'll be a fun show. I don't. It's not going to top NXT. We we said that on the NXT preview. It's just it's just simply not going to. But um, I think there'll be some memorable moments in this. And what a way to end the show then. So there you go, folks. Hopefully yeah, we will be yeah, able to look back on a fun show and certainly a memorable one. It'll, it's going to be interesting to see how some of those things transpire and how it all works out. Uh, if you do want to contact us uh, contact us on social media with any of your thoughts, predictions, or thoughts on what does actually uh, happen over the weekend, at PW underscore index is our Twitter address. So that's it for now. That's it for this week's uh, Pro Wrestling Index uh, from myself and Guy. It's thank you so much to each and every one of you for downloading the show, for listening in. We really, really do appreciate it. And we'll be back next week to uh, talk about everything that happens. But from then, from us, it's bye-bye now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.